and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Can I just say to you, you Pastor Brad touched on something just then that I was going to introduce as I felt. And because I'm looking around and you're all... um, I'm hoping there's someone older than me at the back, but majority here are younger than me. But I have had the most amazing life, but I'm not famous. I don't have an Instagram account. I don't have any followers, but I am free. I'm not saying that you can't have those. What I'm saying is my walk with Jesus has taken me to the most amazing places in the world. I have met the most amazing people. I have had the most amazing encounters of God. I've been in the mountains of China with the Miao people. And as we sat there in, I've got to be careful what I say, eating black skin chicken, which is a chicken that has black skin. That's what it is. It looks like it's burnt, but it's not. And as we're praying for these people, they're just, I've got pictures, just worshipping with all of their heart, being filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. I've been to all kinds of wonderful places because of Jesus. And at a young age, hearing God speak to me, and I want to talk about that tonight, as a 17-year-old, being able to hear God talk and direct me and involve me in stuff without any famous name over me without any doors being open. It was just, and I want to encourage you tonight to just be lovers of Jesus, followers of Jesus, and let him take the rest. In fact, I had a nana, sorry, a power nap this afternoon. And as I woke up, it was like the word of the Lord was just this, it just went straight out of my mouth and into my head was, um, God doesn't want you to quit. He wants you to surrender. A lot, don't quit. Don't quit. Just surrender. And let him reset. I talk about that this morning. Reset you and redirect, refresh you, renew you, and then redirect you. That's all you have to do. If you're wanting to quit tonight, don't. God's grace wants to come to you and just envelop you. He is a dad. He is a dad. I'm a dad. I'm a granddad. I, and my grandkids are the cutest, most yummiest, my kids were, but these ones, actually, my, my son married a Fiji, and so that has just brought so much awesomeness into our family. And it's just, they wake me in the morning at five, and it's still good. <laughs> and as I come home, papa, and they run into my arms, because they're living with us. My son left the army, and while they're finding a place, they're with us. That's an image in the last few months that has shown me how much Jesus said that we are to come like children, not childish, but to be childlike and just surrender to him. And if you're wanting to quit tonight, I don't quit on life. In fact, what Brad didn't say, my brother-in-law quit on life. So that was the other. And I don't know why and I only have answers in heaven, but you don't have to quit on life, just surrender to Jesus. Just surrender to Jesus and you will know a comforter and a counsellor. I'm not saying all your problems go away, but you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. And you know what you won't find out? You find out your family and you get a family here. 
I, I've just, I could have sat there all night just worshipping. I, I thought I'm wasting my breath. It's just the beautiful presence of God. And I want to be in the presence of God if that's the best place. And so, but I, you know, you sent, brought me here, so I better do something. And, um, <laughs> but can I just encourage you? Just do the journey. When you want to quit, just surrender. And he can read you. I felt, I just want to speak over the youth and the young adults and, and I just really, I just felt there's a, I've shared it this morning, I felt it in the church, but I want to tell you guys, there's a resetting and a redirecting because out of fire comes firebrands. And I really want to say over you two, I'll mix it now and I'll get all of you confused, but you're the young adults guy. You're my young version. Rodney Howard Brown is who you reminded me of um, when I looked at you and heard your voice. Um, <laughs> just got to put the South African accent on and you'll be fine. But... I just want to talk to you as fire, that out of fire comes firebrands, also comes burning. And so you've been for a season, youth and young adults of burning, of dross, uh, and we know that's happened around the world, but I'm talking about even get more personal. In your journey, there's been a cleaning, and the cleaning has been like a burning. And the burning, but the burning brings forth new life. I, I spent 15 years in, the Mount, uh, in, in Eastern Victoria, and we went through multiple fires, and we had cut fires come to our places. We knew we had floods and fires in six months. And, and they all, and I remember us, I remember going for a camp in the after one fire and driving through where it looked like um, a battlefield from World War I. And as we drove up the mountains, rocks had exploded and everything. And this is only a month or two after, two months after, I think it was, after these massive fires one Christmas, and there is green coming out of it. Green coming out of it. Green coming out of what I thought was like World War I. And on what I'm saying, green is coming out of where you guys have been. And what is coming out is lusher and more fuller and, uh, and, and, and beautiful. And God is resetting you for re redirection. I share about, I believe God wants to use you guys as young, dropping into like surfers, dropping into the big waves. I share get this morning, listen to that. And reigniting places. You guys um, carry the firebrand. And with the fire brand in your hand, you will lead, but you also ignite. And so get, pursue that further. Pursue that further. Pursue that further. If you have a go, to, go ask bro, what my brother did with, no one's like, my, my brother's the weirdest person on the planet. He's my brother, but I'm allowed to say that. And the, and, but he took these young guys and they had a, a revival in their youth group. I couldn't do it, he did it. And so what I'm saying to you guys, get passionate about prayer, passionate about intercession, passionate about touching and hearing from God. Believe that God wants you to hear from Him. He does. And so I speak that over you guys, um, the greens. And you know, and the, when we had these floods, I remember that you know, all the city green, all the... Um, all the green folk from the city came up and told us the mountains are ruined, the floods are gone, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the rivers will be like this for the next two years. They were all brown. You know what happened? All of the carp that are introduced species were killed off. And then within six months, the rivers were back to normal. Now, you won't hear that in the news, but we lived it. I watched carp this big float down the Mitchell River in Bansdale, getting rid of them all, getting rid of them all. And so in the floods, it may look like it's devastation, but God's doing a cleaning job. And out of it comes some beauty. Some of the stuff gets washed off, some of the rubbish that should have been. And that's what God is doing for you guys. And so Shane, I want to say to you, man, and I, 
Pastor Chris, I got confused with your name. Pastor Brad just confused us all, okay? <laughs> Christy. Uh, Chris me, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll christen you Chris me from now on, okay? Crispy creams, okay. <laughs> but I'm speaking to Shane. I wonder what I'm talking about you for. We'll come back to that. Um, Shane, I just saw two hands. As yesterday, as we got home after we come, and I've never met you, saw you at the airport, and as we came to the, after I got to the hotel, I felt God just showed me. It's like um, something out of a you know, religious Bible or something like that, if that makes sense. And a picture of two hands just being ushered from you. And you actually said that I saw about it, the hands coming forth into the community. And I felt God was actually raising you, your, your hands uh, and your practicality. And you fit. You fit where you are. You absolutely fit. It's like, it's like that's the hands, things about the hands, that they wear gloves, that they, the glo- you fit like a hands in a proper set of gloves. But your hands are also, you are to connect in the community and that your hands will be ones that will care. I saw you and this, I don't, I don't have to explain everything. Prophetic word, I just tell you what I see and let God do the rest. But I actually saw you holding somebody uh, in a great trauma, their head in your hands and you praying for them. And the, 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 the ache in your heart for them and for the community was huge. And, and I'm just going to leave that what that means. But I believe God is setting you up to really connect, to really care, to bring the hands of Christ, that's what these hands are, into that community. So be really, really... Um, and you have to do things slightly different than the city. I lived 15 years in the country. But the other thing that I felt God's... Uh, let me just get, come back to it. Apart from that was that there are key connections of people coming to you. And so some, and, and some are obvious. You'll just go, yeah, I get that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want that one. And yes, can I have that one? Thank you, Lord. I need that one. But then there's going to be some that are like generational changes. So you're going to look at them. And there actually have been people that run from the city to hide in the south. You know, they've come, to get, they've come low to get high and then they find you and Jesus. And so when they get there, you're actually going to see them being, you're seeing them being healed, made whole. They're going to come out of there and they're going to become significant people in your church. And you'll look at them at first and go, wow, but something will just go, yeah, that one's that one. That one, that one God is wanting to do. So God's got them coming um, into the next uh, and they're going to bring generational change. Um, so just be really sensitive and intentional and simple. Keep it all. I have, yeah, just sensitive, intentional and simple. That's not saying you're simple, it's saying be simple. And uh, just, just be you, just be you. Just be uh, Eric the Viking. Wow. Okay, no, no, we joked about it. I just reckon his beard should have some dreadies in down here. and Because uh, he's got the dark eyes and uh, uh, Eric the long beard. Okay, no, that's, now we're moving away from... <clears throat> All right. And so we'll see where we go. Christy. I didn't write that, but now that I, I, I'm going, God, I've picked on, I better, you better help me now. <laughs> I just see favour. I just see the hand of God and the beauty of God and the hand of God just, and I see that you actually know how to sit in his presence, but out of his presence is what comes, what everybody else sees. No one else sees how much time you just bask in his love, you bask in his presence, but it's the presence of God that has transformed you and changed you. I don't know your story, but there has been a great healing process, but that healing process 
is continuing, but it's also becoming something you're to do to others. How you prayed for him is how God wants to use you. And so I see you stepping out more, okay? Don't just rely on the, but step out in intercession, step out and laying hands on the sick and expect them to recover. Expect them to recover. Expect them to be recovered. The healing of the mind that you, you know a lot about. God is wanting you to bring... God is not wanting us to stay labelled. He's wanting us to become healed. And that's what your journey is. You are going to bring truth that sets captives free. In my church, my brother-in-law, who was set me up, and I might share his story in a minute, but, uh, or how he helped me get where I am today, uh, he is totally healed of bipolar. Totally. 24 years. His daughter is in Shane's church now. Weird, eh? We, we only found out yesterday, the other day. Yeah. Totally healed. Hasn't been on lithium. He started at, in the early 20s. He was in Greylands, which is our, uh, what was called our mental hospital back in the days when you used terms like that. He was in a padded cell twice in his life. He was for months at times uh, with bipolar and all other kinds of uh, stuff that had happened in his life. Some of it inherited, some of it drug-induced back in the days. He met Jesus he got into the Word of God and he became accountable to his pastor. And over the next 15 years, the doctors said, took him off, took him off, took him off. And while his wife was pregnant with Megan, who's in your church, that was the last time he took lithium. And he's totally healed. He's my board member. He has a successful job. He's a great worship leader. And I'm telling you that because I believe something in that story is going to bring hope for others in here and for you to share, all right? So just go after what God... It's in His presence that we actually really find joy and find how we ought to live. We, go, we have gone to create, going after the methods to create what we should create when it should be His presence that creates the methods. All right? That's just going back to basics. Just going, listen to my sermon this morning and you might find something there. All right, quickly, let's quickly. I, just, I want to impart something to you that you can actually take away, all right? So, you know, God sent the Holy Spirit to equip the church to change the world. He didn't send the Holy Spirit to go to the church and go, oh, this is awesome, feels good, yeah, baby. I got this going and I can dance. I can't and I uh, can't sing, but I led worship for 10 years to work that one out. <clears throat> God, is not, <laughs> God is not looking for people with prophets like the Old Testament, but a prophetic people who can discern the times and seasons and hear for the Holy Spirit themselves. There are prophets, but He sent the Holy Spirit to equip each and every person in this room to hear for themselves. And that's what we need to be doing in these times. And as, as we get closer to Jesus coming back and He is getting closer, I am totally convinced. I'm, I actually, I'll be honest, as a pastor, I thought another generation would see Jesus come back. I, I'm not saying this prophetically, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that unless I die early, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see Jesus come back. Now, I'm not scared. Now, I, I could be wrong, okay? Don't, get, don't go and quote me and, you know, and put something on Instagram that I said that. I won't know and I don't care. But, but, I, but I've sensed this, that I, that I could be in there. It could, I could be there. Now, everybody else is scared of all the other stuff that's going to happen. But I'm excited that Jesus is coming back again. That's where my focus is. So I want to live excited about Jesus, about Jesus. I want to see my bro again. I want to see, I want to see Jesus walking. Anyway, that's, 
So in this season that we're in, God is wanting us to hear from Him to reveal Jesus. And 1 Corinthians 2 says this, verse 10 to 14. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit, for His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thought except God's own spirit. And we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. In other words, God wants you to hear His voice and to know what He wants to do through you and around you. He actually says, the Creator says, I want you to hear from me. I want you to hear from me. I want you to respond to me. I want to work through you. That is the best news that you could ever have. That the greatest person, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords wants to speak speak and communicate. I just, that's so cool. And you know what? He doesn't care how old you are. In fact, I think the younger and the, the less religion you got, the more you hear. Naturally, as you get older, you don't hear as well as you used to. But when I was young, I could hear everything. That's another thought in itself, isn't it? God wants us to listen. He wants us to hear. He wants us to understand. So he's got, he's, God is speaking. How does He speak? Well, we know He speaks through the Word, but He speaks in two ways through the Word. One is called the Logos way, which is the way when you read the Word of God, you take it in and it feeds you. You listen as you read it and it's just, it's like your meal every day and you grow when you eat that. But then there is this rhema word that you get these moments and you go, wow, that, that's for me. That was an ice cream today. Oh, that was ribs. That was uh, beef undung. Oh, God. I'll have seconds on that and thirds. That was not black chicken, skin chicken, I can tell you. It, but it's like this, wow. Thank you. And, it, and I'll talk about it and I'll open up what you do with that. So he speaks to us. Jesus had said, you know, you, humans can't live on bread alone, but every word that comes from God's mouth. So why are we trying to live in this world on just what the world feeds us and not what God feeds us? It's crazy. No wonder Christians are as depressed as the world because we're receiving the same thing the world's receiving and not what God planned for us to receive. They can't understand spiritual truths, but we can. So why aren't we asking God to speak spiritual truths that will change me? It's realignment. Is it really happening? I'm getting you back to where you want to be so you can be free. He also speaks audibly. I have never experienced that my dad has. Others here may have. But I'll tell you one thing <laughs> I like to say. The clearer and louder the shout, the more accountable we are. So. <laughs> but he does do that. I mean, that would be amazing. But I don't, I'm not holding on to hear it. But God does. He speaks through pictures, visions and dreams. We get mind pictures like, I can still remember a 16-year-old just being baptised with the Holy Ghost after being an idiot and, and, and all kinds of stuff happening, 16 to 17, I, I was about. And I remember saying, God, you know, I just want to do more for you. All I knew about being spiritual was if you're really spiritual, 
you can speak in tongues and give interpretations and, uh, and mess- sorry, messages and interpretations of tongues in church. That was it. No prophets came through. You only heard that. So I said, God, that's all I know. That's all I want. Give me more. Give me more. And one day I'm in church and I can't explain all of it because it'll take too long. But I was in church as this teenager who, by the way, hated himself. You know, I had bad skin, so it was like, don't look in the mirror, don't, look at, don't even look at me. You're looking at me? You're looking at me? And I was like, so I had this other stuff going on, but God's grace is still there. So I'm lying in church. I'm not lying in church. I'm standing in church going, God, how do I? And I felt God show me something in my mind for the first time. And the picture was that in this small congregation in Hyde Park Church in Perth, uh, over these 100 or 250 people, was the Holy Spirit like a cloud. And I saw these people with their hands lifted up and those with their hands lifted up connected. I went, wow. Now, not that many people had their hands lifted up. But I felt God just say, all of those who want to touch me will receive from me. And it wasn't about those who lifted their hands. It was those who drew from God, received from Him. I went, wow, God spoke to me. So I then knew that I could actually give messages and tongues and interpretations. And that was a training. I went on a training ground. What I did next was, oh, God's speaking to me. Oh, I've got to give a message in tongues. And I'm young, and, but how do I know it's right? Well, if somebody else does it, then it must be right. So somebody else did it and it was right. And then I practised and I did it. So I'm going to come to that in a minute. So you've got to obey when you hear from God. And I went through, no one trained us. No one taught me any of this. It's just me doing this journey with God and He's going, this is what I want you to do. And so I'm encouraging as you go through life that you start to seek God. Joel said, and Acts says, Acts 2, I'll pour my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men will dream. Wake, old men will dream. That's starting to happen. Wake up, it says. Sons and daughters, not pastors. Sons and daughters. Sons and daughters will dream. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Sons and daughters, that's you. Some, every person here was born. I don't know anyone created in a lab yet. All right, so we were all born. So we're all sons. We're all daughters. And so God says you and being His son, being His daughter, you will prophesy. Son and daughter is someone born or adopted into. Not someone who is perfect. Not someone who is entitled. Not someone who is popular. They are born into a family. And you are born again. That means you are a son and daughter. And therefore you can claim this, hear from God and prophesy. I guess still, God still speaks. I got 28-year-old and a 32-year-old kids. And God woke me a few weeks ago and I felt, as I woke up in the middle of the night and I just felt something for my son to pray for him right then and there that something was about to happen and I got an inkling of what it was. And so there I prayed for him. Sure enough, he rings me the next day and his job, something had happened and this had happened. All of a sudden I said, you know what else is coming now? Because of your response, favour's coming. Favour's coming, pal. And we're gonna pray for favour. And sure enough, stuff is starting to unfold. So when God wakes you and speaks to you, then respond. God loves us. He's talking, he's listening, he's obeying. I mean, I'm a granddad. I just, and kids, Dr. Samuel Chan said grandkids are better than kids. He didn't use those words, but that's really the truth. They are, because that's why they're called grand. They're just not kids. 
and you give them back. Oh, except for mine, they keep living with me. But um, one day, <clears throat> anyway. But you know, remember who you are and who he is. Walk in that. Walk in that. Walk in that. Anyway, wise counsel is another way to God. So we won't go there, but take, take it long. But we're to seek wise counsel on God or speak through wise counsel. God has given us the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible says that we receive a prophet and we receive a prophet's reward. If you are hungry tonight, receive what God wants to give. So God prophesies. But you know what? When God prophesies and uses you to prophesy or me to prophesy, He's actually only showing you part of it. So tonight, whatever you receive from God, God is actually only, that's only part of it. That's not the whole picture. And so you take that part. I don't actually have to explain to everybody everything. It's up to God to drop that and God to explain. But you're not only, the prophecy is not only to encourage you and direct you, it actually, Timothy was told by Paul that take that word that you receive from me and fight with that. And I wanna tell you, I grew up hearing prophecies and receiving prophecies and I, have, I still have my teenage prophets. I still have video, uh, audio tapes of some amazing men of God that, that spoke over my life. And I hold on to them, wrote them out, because you can't find anyone that can, they've got a cassette anymore. Write them out and you walk with them and believe in them and you fight with them. I tell you, just to ignite your passion. So Pastor Brad will remember this when my dad left our church and went to the States to evangelise and prophesy, uh, to uh, move itinerant there. We got Pastor David Storer, whose son is in this church, played keyboards this morning. And um, David became a great friend and a great mentor uh, to Brad and I and so many others. He was the releaser um, of so many fantastic ministries from Kingdom City, Nation, Centrepoint Church around Australia. And uh, in fact, I think most of the national executive come out of that one church my dad started and Pastor David released. So I had great heritage, I'm sport rotten. And, um, but I remember him bringing two prophets in to our church. And as these two men came in for the first time to minister a certain way with presbyteries and that, and I was, not, I was uh, project managing, contract managing in the oil and gas industry. And so I was on the board and we'd got Pastor David in. And I'm in this season in my life that God is saying it's time to get out. Now, I won't go through the whole story, but in sitting in this room with maybe 100 leaders, uh, the first time they'd spoken to the leaders, I'm sitting two thirds of the way down. I'm not on staff. I'm not a pastor. I'm a board member. I have been a youth leader. I have running a small group, whatever it was. And I'm sitting two thirds on the aisle down and um, Linus Perry, he says, this is the last tonight. We're closing it down. We're gonna go home. We're tired. And he turned to me and said, except for you, you are the proverbial frog in the kettle and you're about to jump out. Is that the weirdest prophecy you've ever heard? That is the greatest word I've ever received in my life. Because God had been saying it's time to let go of the part, let go, and I'm calling you into ministry full time. Within three months, I'm on staff, etc., etc., etc. But I don't, he didn't have to explain it. He just had to deliver it. And you receive it and walk with it. So God is still small voice. God wants to speak. He uses the umpire piece and he uses all kinds of other voices. But here, um, creation, angels, wind, uh, donkeys, he uses all kinds of things. But I would just quickly want to um, come to a point here. God wants to speak. He wants to communicate. We may think that's obvious, but maybe not. And he wants to speak and he wants to communicate by why aren't we hearing? 
We know he does. As many wives have discovered, they can talk, but their husbands don't hear. Anyone? I'm in that case. I can drive all day. My wife can talk all day. She's happy. I'm happy. We just do that. It's just, I don't know if that's old people talking now, or, but it's great life. Actually, my wife is the most wonderful person. Does, has anyone else got that situation going on in their marriage? Oh, it's the reverse of you guys, is it? Okay. Well, maybe it is the reverse. But they can talk and they can talk and, and, and they're loving it. I'm loving it, but I'm not hearing. And it's important we learn to hear. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, that is hearing the Word of God. Not just listening, but hearing. Not just listening, but hearing. The Word that becomes, a, that word becomes, the Word that you hear is the Word that you do the supernatural with. The Word that you hear. You can eat the Word of God, which is the Logos Word, that causes you to grow. But when you get this Rhema Word that you hear, that's the Word that caused Peter to step out of water and come and walk. And so we got to go to a place where I don't just eat the Word and drink the Word, but I'm actually hearing what God is saying for the next step. We need to hear His voice. In fact, I think we need to hear His voice more than He needs to hear ours sometimes. There's a famous passage, what's stopping us? Acts 28, 24 to 28. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken and some disbelieved. This is the last verses of the book of Acts. So when they did not agree amongst themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. And the Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our father saying, go to this people and say, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and you will not perceive. For the hearts of the people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes have now closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I could heal them. In other words, the people are seeing, but they're not seeing, perceiving. They're they're listening, but they're not hearing and they're not understanding, which is to obey what you've just heard. So we need to listen, we need to hear, and then we need to obey if we really wanna take what God is trying to use and do in our lives. It's a powerful, this is repeated. That passage is three times that I know of in the Bible. It's one of the most... Uh, common passages there is. So if God is speaking, the barrier is often our hearing ability. And this version says, dull, NIV says that we have calluses that form on our lives or on our hearts that become barriers to actually discerning and hearing. So I just wanna touch what those could be for you tonight. So first one is that our discernment or hearing gets filtered because of our own desires, experiences and personality. You know, you've been through some stuff. So guess what? You filter everything through that stuff. And everybody you meet, you are on guard against. And you're going, oh, you know what? That person could be such and such. And really, that's not God saying, that's where your experience. And so we need to be wise to that, seek healing. Because hurt people hurt people. So we need healing and we need wise counsel. So wise counsel can train you. My whole life is having people like my dad and people like Pastor David Storr who spoke into my life, training me on how to discern between what I, you know, my stuff from growing up and what was the voice of God. And so sometimes that causes us not to hear because we will see people. God sees people through the cross. We see people for our pain. God sees potential. We see judgment. God extends grace. We want to extend justice so often. 
So we need to learn to forgive, live by the Word and seek wise counsel. Second area on this is the hardness of the callous. So our experiences, but what about the hardness of a callous? Now, I don't work with my hands, so I don't have any calluses, but some of you might be labourers, and so you might have calluses on your hands. And they form hardness, which stops you feeling things beneath the calluses. And these can be caused by persistent sinfulness. But they can also be caused by just weariness from hard work. And how do you fix the callus? Well, you can have a surgical, you know, if you're really a, a tradie, some of these guys cut the calluses off with razors because they get really hard and rough and, and that. But my wife, who were here this morning, looks more like my daughter almost, but she's 50, she's same age, somewhere in the mid-50s, okay? <laughs> I've said too much already. Uh, and I said the real, you know, the, one of the reasons she, is because she's married to me, that's why she looks so young. I mean, have a good husband, they'll keep you young, provide everything for your life, perfect life, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the real reason is one, genetics, and the other is she likes to look after herself. I mean, moisturiser is the number one list, I think, in our family. I think we've got every brand that's ever existed on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got, got, got a pack given to me in my hotel room, and I think there's moisturiser there. I'm looking at, oh, Tracy will love that one, she'll love this one, this one. <clears throat> and it softens her, it beautifies her, it keeps her fresh. And all, we'll stop there. We'll just keep, uh, you know what? How do we work on the calluses of your hands? Moisturise your hand morning and night. Is that what you do, ladies? Okay, okay I'm looking at the wrong person. I just got to know. And you moisturise your hands. If you moisturise your hands, you will remove every day the hardness that has been forming from the weariness of the work you've done. And guess who the great moisturiser is? The Holy Ghost. He's the oil. Spend time. You know what? Spend time speaking in tongues. Spend time worshipping Jesus. Spend time talking. Just saying, Dad, you know, just talk to Him and allow Him to massage your weariness of your life. I don't know. I mean, someone got up here today. Everybody looks the same. And so I don't know who it was and said they had, they skipped church last week and uh, they were a pastor and they were on holiday. Someone had said that. You did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you wagged church last week and missed it. Well, I'm glad you missed it. Um, no, but you, you were true. What did you miss? The presence of God, the presence of family, the massaging that takes place when you're fellowshipping. So get in the Holy Ghost. The third area that we, we aren't tuned in. We've got to tune in. We're not alert. You know, we're, we are tuned into the wrong voice and we're, we're not alert. We are just wandering our way and we are listening to everything else. We have got our Google voices going on. We've got every kind of, and I'm not bagging social media. Um, I'm just saying we are more tuned into what the world is saying than what we are tuned. So we're alert, we're not alert. And so we don't operate with an alertness that God wants to speak through me today. God actually is wanting to speak. And so we need to live with an alertness that I call a tuning in. And we don't have time to pursue that much more, but we need sometimes to stop, be still. Elijah, this morning I spoke about, had to stop eventually to be refreshed, to be still. And we won't, you know, I'm a channel chopper. If I'm listening to the radio, I've got a tension span of about 30 seconds. That's a, I hear the first rift of a song, that is so boring. If you don't get me in the first second, you've never got me. And so... 
Uh, it's like, bam, 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 bam. My wife, shut up, stop doing that. And uh, get your own car. Go and you drive by yourself. And it's my car. And so, but you know, we like that with God. Oh, I'm bored today. I'll go and listen to that one. I'll go and listen to that one. No, I'm bored. Yeah, yeah, God, you didn't fix me up today. And we tune out. There's a discipline in tuning in. We won't discern God if my life includes putting God as one of the other interests. If He's just another channel in my life, guess what? I'm not going to discern Him. And so let's be, and finally, we're not practising. Look at this Scripture. Be, solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Exercise to discern good and evil. You are exercising to discern. I talked to you what I started, Holy Ghost led me how to hear. If I was hearing from God about a message in tongues or an interpretation because I exercised my listening and what others were doing at the same time. We need to practice what God is putting inside of you. God is wanting you, know, the world is trying to tell you that you're weird, that you're irrelevant. And God is saying you are the most relevant thing. They don't understand the Spirit of God. So we need to come out and start to exercise. You will make mistakes. I could spend a day talking about all the dumb things I have done in my life. But guess what? Paul, Peter walked on water. We can say you did a dumb thing and sunk. Guess what? Who's walked on water? One person that I know of, apart from Jesus. He exercised the logo, the, the, the rhema word he got. And he got to walk on water and he got to stumble. And then he got to be helped up and he got to be walked back. And then a few years, a few months later, uh, he is there at Side Gate Beautiful. And when that man needs a resurrection to, from uh, his crippledness, guess what? Silver and gold have an arm, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And where did he learn that? When Jesus said, oh, Peter, come on, let's get up and walk back to the boat with me. Hey, it's the grace of God is there to cover you. He's got your back covered. Samuel, you know, didn't recognise God's voice as a boy. Did he? You remember the story of Samuel? He hears, uh, oh, Samuel. And he runs to the prophet, the priest, and the priest goes, no, nah, that wasn't me, three times. And then eventually the priest clicks on and goes, hey, man, uh, that's God speaking to you. We go many years later, and he's going to find a king. And there's all these brothers lined up. And he goes, oh, that's the one. No, that's not the one. Uh, no, he looks good. He looks good. He looks like Eric the Viking. He looks good. No, he's not. And he goes down. And then he says, these aren't the ones. You've got another one. From a little boy over here who didn't know that God was talking to him, so a man over here quietly hearing from God to say, there's another one. Where is he? Where is he, Dad? Where is he, Jesse? And so he went on a journey of learning so that he could release the next generation and the greatest King that has ever lived outside of Jesus. You've got to practice and you've got to do it before God can use you. Wrapping this up now, we've finally, sometimes we don't hear because we don't seek. Proverbs 25.2, the glory of God is to conceal. The glory of kings is to discover. Think about that. God is holding some things back because He wants you to discover them. He wants you to be on your hands and knees overlooking on the Darling Ranges, overlooking Perth, interceding and discovering. He wants you to be hearing as you're worshipping. He's wanting you to unpack His Word. He's wanting you to discover Him. So He's going to actually hold it back. Hold it back. 
hold it back. So, you know, my kid, grandkids, I'm teaching them how to have manners. What am I doing? Sometimes, you, know, you don't say thank you, you aren't getting it. And they're learning something. But he's a good father because he's actually unpacking so much and he wants you to be able to hear. So he's going to hold it back. So as you seek him, you actually build character. You build something in your life that is allows you to become sensitive and then reveal it. Because it's a mystery. Paul wrote multiple times, the Kingdom of God is mysterious. We will never work it all out. It's mysterious. Our role is to seek it. God's purpose in speaking is to bring us closer to Him, develop that relationship and character. He conceals sometimes so we will seek Him. And in the seeking, we grow, we know Him, we experience. But at all of it, how hungry are you? How hungry are you? I'll be honest with you today. I don't know how transparent. One of my weaknesses, I'm too transparent, I could get. But I was standing in this morning overlooking, I had a word for the church about surfing the waves or something. And then I was standing in this hotel and I saw God put me in this hotel where I'm watching waves. I'm going, well, thank you, Jesus. I did get it right. Thank you, Lord. But I'm looking down and people are going about their business. I said, God, I'm not concerned enough right now for them. They should be at Horizons Church. They should be seeking you. So I just said, God, work on me again. I want to be passionate for the lost again. I never want to be so familiar that I'm not passionate. So where do we go? To His closet, to our closet, to His presence and allow Him to work on us. Seek Him so He can change you. And so tonight I just want to open up. I spoke about this morning, part of what I said is why are you here? I have known my God for a long time and he, all, he never has coincidences. You are here to hear this, not because I'm anything special, but because God's presence is here and it is His Word and it never returns void. And so I'm just going to, as the team are going to worship, I actually want to pray for people. I want to pray for hungry people and see what God does. I'm not going to take up time. I'm just going to let these guys take over. In fact, I, they're doing a great job. I love that. Oh, my problem is I can't remember songs. But one of those songs was really good. I just, <laughs> just can't remember which one. The second last one had a really nice riff. It, just, it was a hungry one. Anyway, they were all good. Just pick whatever you want. I don't care. But I just want to get lost in His presence. I want you to get hungry for His presence. And I want one. You know what's going to happen tonight? Father... Daddy, right now, I want you to use this place to train. I want you to, I'm going to pray, but I want you to hear from God. And then you're going to hear from God and you're going to pray for somebody. Not your best mate, by the way, and not your husband or your wife, okay? There's no cop-outs here. But God is going to put somebody on your heart. This is a place of grace and protection No one's going to step over the line. We're going to be wise. If you don't know that you should do that, then you seek a pastor. But I want to encourage you to just go, right, God's spoken. And you are not going to say, God told you to marry me. That one I've had done. I said, He didn't tell me. She married a multimillionaire. So she got it wrong and she got it right. But you're going to... 
know God for just diverting. But I want us just to hear. All right? It's a bit of a stretch here. You're going to be wise. And we're going to learn. And then we're going to leave this place and we're going to do that in the work marketplace. That's the best place to do it. That's the best place to do it. When you just start to, you don't have to say God said, you just have to say, how's today? How's that going? And it's got the Holy Ghost. I was on a train one day. I've got to say one last one. I was on a train one day in India. And as we're coming from, wherever we were coming from, anyway, we're coming down from somewhere down on a train ride all night. In fact, Pastor Allison's mum was with me, Joan. She went on two missions trips with me. She was my PA. She was an amazing woman of God. No wonder you turned out so well. Okay. And, um, but we were on the train and this guy comes up to me. Pastor David is asleep. It's in the middle of the night. Um, there's four of us and I'm sitting there and this guy comes up and we're, we're um, Westerners, so they want to learn English. So he comes to talk to me. And next minute, Joni's alongside me. I could hear her speaking in tongues. She's going, and I'm going, oh my goodness. And, um, and then I, this guy starts to talk to me. And I just said, Lord, how do I communicate? He could speak in some English. What do you want to say today? And the Holy Spirit just dropped into my spirit. We're in the middle of the night on a train that stinks, by the way. The toilet is right there. And the Holy Spirit drops in that his wife has just walked out on him. He has just fallen into massive debt because of bad investment and one other thing. So I turn to him and I say, we're Christians, but has this happened to you? He goes, what? Yes. I said, well, Jesus wants you to know He loves you so much, He told me to reveal so He could be revealed to you. And in the case of 10 minutes, just through that simple word from God, a praying woman of God, that's another unsung hero. This man got saved. I'd been in Calcutta, that's where I've been. And I picked up some flyers and I handed it to him and I said, you know, I'm not gonna see you again except we're in heaven. But call these people and one day we're gonna be worshiping Jesus together. I didn't preach. I just shared what Jesus wanted him to hear. That's why we need to hear the voice of God. So Father, across this room, as we worship now, and as we pray, and you can come forward for tonight, we're gonna pray for people. I'd love to pray for people. I'm gonna hand over to Pastor Brad. And I'm gonna pray and see what God does. But I'm also wanting you to hear from God tonight. That you get your Logos Word. I pray for that. For those that are hungry, Lord, those that like I learned as a 16 year old, those who reach out to the Holy Spirit who is offering over this place, they will, they shall receive as they seek you today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.